0: Welcome, everybody, to the Happy at Work podcast. We're so excited today to have Zahi Abdeen, who is the Managing Director of 360 Consulting. Welcome, Zahi.
2: Uh, Hey, welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: Yes, absolutely. I'd love if you would start by just telling us a little bit more about yourself, a little bit about your career and what you're doing now
2: great thank you uh first of all thank you for pronouncing my name correctly so that's a great start always uh so yes Zahia Abdeen uh I'm managing director of 360 Degrees Consulting uh what we do is talent and leadership development uh specifically for the inter- international market Europe Middle East um my background is in sales and marketing uh, I have uh, my MBA from the University of, Al- uh, University of Alabama at Birmingham. Uh, home is Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, although I travel a lot, like I travel about seventy percent of my time, uh, but home is always uh, always been uh, the U.S. Uh, since 1990. Um, my background is I'm an Arab American, uh, Palestinian American. Um, I've been living in the U.S. since 1990, as I've mentioned, Um, finished high school, college, university, worked. My early career was in telecom. Then luckily, around 2006, 2007, um, I would say I found my calling, which is uh, talent and leadership development. I love what I do. Uh, I travel the world for it and I enjoy every moment of it.
1: Excellent. Well, Zahi, there's a topic that, because as I I mentioned when we were speaking right before the podcast started, that I also work in this space around uh, talent management and leadership development. And probably one of the hottest topics that we get asked by clients or people are asking us is around Generation Z and this next generation of talent that's coming into the workplace. And, um, you know what we have seen we we try to do our research from a global perspective but certainly in north america uh you know there's certain characteristics that seem to to really be thematic when we are describing what gen z wants out of a workplace culture they want lots of leadership development opportunities they want a lot of internal mobility opportunities um they you know it's not necessarily around compensation as much as it is a connection to purpose And so I I just would love to hear, first of all, your research, your work around this next generation of talent, and also what are some of the differences or similarities you see globally, especially in the Middle East, say, compared to North America?
2: Absolutely. I love that question, especially because I have four children. Uh, My daughter just graduated from uh, UNC Chapel Hill, so, and she's going to the job market. So yes, I, I totally understand um, how it is different than our generation, right? Honestly, um, just uh, looking at it from the global perspective, uh, Generation Z is more global than ever. I mean, we have the internet, we have social media, we have uh, you know travel. People uh, people travel easier than ever. So there's a lot of similarities. So those differences, cultural differences. Nowadays, it's a little bit more blurred, right? Um, so uh, that's in a in a overall high level context. However, uh, we have to, a lot of time. We have to deal with uh, more of a cultural perspective. And in my opinion, uh, Generation Z in the Middle East, we deal a lot with polarities, right? Uh, preserving culture versus advancement and globalization um uh, diversity versus uh stability and doing what we've always uh, known to do uh taking risk versus stability and so forth so these are the some of the differences that generation z have to deal with uh going into the job market in in, in different parts of the world specifically in the middle east than it is in the us
1: Can I ask a quick follow-up to that? Because I'm really curious about the expat population in the Middle East, because I know, um, you know, I have several colleagues that spend time in Dubai and other parts of the Middle East where there's a very large expat population. So do you find that in the Middle East specifically, maybe for say millennials and Gen Z, those under the age of 40 who might want to really take advantage of those types of opportunities to work abroad uh, or work in other countries, does that really influence that, that those kind of polarities or those kind of cultural differences you might see between the regions?
2: Absolutely. Um, of course, Middle East, we're talking about the big region, right? Uh, some countries are have better economies than others right uh some countries are more stable than others uh politically right uh so if you are talking about uh, saudi arabia dubai uh, the gulf region uh where it's really attractive for the expat for expats to work there um uh, I, w- I was an expat in the gulf in saudi specifically for about eight years and uh to tell you the truth i loved it right um it's uh me being um you know uh, living in the U.S. for quite some time being educated in the U.S. and going to the Middle East as an expat is really uh, I would say an eye-opener humbling experience working with other uh, uh I would say international um expats from not only U.S. uh Canada South America uh, Africa Asia it's, uh it does influence the work culture you know it does it does that have that impact and as as i was saying blurring the lines uh blurring that those differences in in cultures and so forth so but it is it's always learning and my advice usually to expats is like go with an open mind you know uh, try not to have those biases we all have them understand uh you know conscious or unconscious try to let go of them go with an open mind go learn the culture you know and uh that's that's and have the best time of your and you know of, of your life because you know you make money usually you make good money uh able to travel meeting new people what else do you want yeah
0: <laughs> what else do you want that's really cool. So um, curious, you know, we focus on this podcast and in the work that Tess and Michael and I do, we're really trying to focus on creating great places to work and really, how do you improve and have more kind of a positivity at work. So very curious about your perspective on, you know, how is the Middle East maybe different or similar from the United States when it comes to this idea of having great places to work?
2: also another great question um as we know um of course a lot of us we 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 spend so many years finding our purpose something that we love to do right um i believe this generation they're finding their purpose uh, earlier on in their career than we did um i don't know why maybe guidance or something but i didn't have that guidance that somebody tell me in early 20s do what you love, look for, you know, something that you love doing, something meaningful, something that you can, you know, pay it forward, give back to the com- community that you live in and so forth. But I think I think uh, that's the number one thing that I think the, uh, Generation Z is looking for, something meaningful, something that where they can make a difference, you know, uh, whether to the community they live in um the their country uh on the earth right um so whatever it is that's what they look for first um and i think that's similar all over the world specifically especially after uh you know last three years after the pandemic so people start focusing more and more on that so that's that's absolutely that that's where no different um Of course, in the Middle East, and if we're talking specifically about uh, the Gulf region, where it's a rich region, um, I I think there is more to offer there when it comes to benefits. Uh, As you know, the Middle Eastern culture is more of a collective uh, society, less individualistic that's one thing and we're not as capitalist uh capitalistic as uh in in the U.S right so money matters profits matter but not as much as it is so you'll see companies offering uh, more benefits than what we're used to in the U.S um benefits like uh, of course retirement plans health insurance and uh, it's, it's common to see health insurance that includes parents in in uh, in uh, in the middle east um time off um vacation time between 30 to 40 days a year um so stuff like this that's uh, that's where it's more attractive for expats also right to work there um flex time is a big thing now after the pandemic remote work um stuff like this and i'm starting seeing i'm actually right now i'm in saudi arabia i'm in riyadh Uh, I have a I'm running a leadership program here and it's funny going to some organizations that uh, I was in one yesterday and they have a barista, you know, there's a, you know, a person that serves coffee for free for uh, for uh, for their employees. Um, uh, Those, you know, relaxing pods are there, couches, uh, more open work space, work environments. some organizations also offer lunch uh, for their employees. So they're, I think what they're trying to do in the Middle East is make it more comfortable uh, to come to work, you know, more more attractive. Um, uh, as you know, and it is competitive market, by the way, when it comes to employment, um, finding skilled young people uh, it's there. We uh, it's there, but it's, the, the economies are growing so fast that there's so much demand for talent that organizations are turning into more benefits, uh, changing those work environments, uh, create more happy or happier work environments uh, for their for their employees.
1: That is um that's so interesting. And it it just makes it makes me think about the kind of one experience I've had to with an opportunity to besides going to international conferences, things like that. But I actually taught for a month in the UK um a couple of years ago, right before the pandemic started. And even they had a, a huge uh espresso machine <laughs> in the faculty lounge. Now it sounds silly, but in the Boston campus, we had a one cup curing that <laughs> you had to pour the water in the back and you always ended up with like a half cup of coffee and you had like the terrible creamer. I mean, like it really is interesting to just from the most subtle nuanced differences to, you know, having an extra 20 days of vacation time a year, which you know even if you look at the holidays the you know kind of the the national holidays i always, we always laugh because our our friends in the uk had three mondays off in in may and in the us we have like one holiday in the spring <laughs> that we get to celebrate so um so it's really fascinating to see how other cultures you offer more of these types of benefits, just really integrating that, that work life piece. I was just going to like play
0: off of that though. It's interesting because Zahi, I've all, mostly worked in tech um, and do work in tech. And so it's really interesting to hear you say some of these things of like, oh yeah, I mean, this is what tech did, right? Like a lot. And you all, I know you both know this very well. Is a lot of focus on the stuff that feels a little shiny, you know, like, Ooh, free lunch and Ooh, let's have, you know, really pretty office space but then also not doing a lot of work on what the day-to-day experience is like right what the culture is like what how employees really feel valued and seen um and so a lot of the stuff that felt kind of surface level even though i'm all about a good cup of coffee <laughs> you know it, it can have it can have a backlash right um and so i, I you know i know tess is going to ask you a question about you know what challenges there are i just think it's it's interesting to hear that that's what's happening in the Middle East. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Although if you've had an espresso, that will carry you pretty far. <laughs> but, anyways, um, when we think about those challenges though, you know, we we see a lot of companies in North America in particular starting to demand return to the office, um, you know, starting to um talk about these kind of positive workplace cultural improvements that they want to make yet they're not quite sure how to make them um, We're seeing uh, you know an all-time high of burnout uh, and certainly more so in different types of industries. Um, so what are some of the things that in other parts of the world that they are doing to try to address as, as Laura mentioned, you know, kind of getting below that service level and really trying to help people become more connected, happier at work, kind of having a more positive outlook, integrating work life a little bit easier, maybe addressing burnout. What are some things that you've seen?
2: Yeah. Um- yeah, thank you, thank you for that. Uh, remember when uh, we started the conversation? I said uh, purpose, right? Finding a purpose, and I think a lot of organization uh, organizations now having conversations with their with their uh, workforce about uh, what that, what 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 values they have and how can we align those values. So, uh, I mean, one of the big things that we do in leadership development is helping leaders have those conversations with their employees uh finding your purpose uh values values alignment uh health and wellness you know um you know how to how to make sure that uh uh your employees are healthy not only in uh in in you know physically but also mentally um i remember uh talking to uh vp of uh of the largest telecom uh, uh company here in the, in saudi and we're talking about the pandemic and the impact of that uh and it was right during the pandemic when we we had that conversation and one thing he told me zahi everything comes second but the, what we did right is that we had conversation heart to heart with our employees uh we told we 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 encourage our leaders to pick up the phone and talk to their employees and ask about their well being, uh, asking about their mental state, asking about their families if they're doing well. Day to day conversations. He said, then we start thinking okay, how can we help our employees work remotely? Because that did not exist before the pandemic. So he said, employees come first. Second work, you know, everything else comes after that. So um, he said before we gave our employees computers, we encourage our leaders to have conversation with our employees to make sure that they're okay. So those are some of the things values alignment, um, being a human, you know, being a human being, that's, uh, that's, that goes a long way uh, to have a happy work environment, creating that psychological safety, right? And one thing I always encourage our people, uh, our clients, the ones we coach, the ones we train, is that to use, I would say, I call it a pull strategy, basically asking your employees what they want. Uh, don't tell them what, what they need. Don't push that on them. No, pull, you know, just ask questions and listen. And that's how you create a healthy culture that's where you create a happy culture that's how you start creating a psychological safe space for your employees to flourish and grow so those are the things that I think work well and it's been working well especially I mean not only as a global concepts of course the ones we're talking about but uh being a good leader goes a long way and in, 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 in having and uh, creating those happy, uh, work environments.
0: That's, that's beautiful. And, you know, the work you do with leaders, I just want to kind of wrap us up. I'd love to hear your thoughts, you know, from your experience working with different kinds of leaders, you know, how do you get leaders to understand the impact that they're having on people? That's one of the things that I just keep seeing over and over again is leaders who aren't really embracing this opportunity they have, um, to bring people along and inspire and, you know, to really lead, if I'm honest, you know, it's just, it seems like there's a lot of missed opportunities. So I'm just in your, all of your experience, like what advice would you give to leaders or managers, um, to, you know, how do you embrace that more?
2: Ooh, that's, really I know it's hard. <laughs> uh, I
0: want cancer. Do you have it? <laughs>
2: I do have an answer, and here here it is. Um, I also mentioned that uh, my work in the Middle East is much easier than it is in the U.S. By the way, yeah, convincing leaders in the Middle East to do the right thing is much easier than the U.S. As oh, you know,
1: say more. Talk- <laughs> I know. I am like you can't leave us <laughs> hanging on that one. I'm, I'm super curious.
2: Um, if you're talking to a CEO in the U.S., he has a lot of pressure from stockholders from stakeholders about their stock price, profitability, and so forth. Uh, in the Middle East, we don't have that much pressure, not on CEOs, at least, uh, and not on leaders in general. Uh, it's easier, I would say, to look at people within the organization and do the right thing. Yeah. Uh to be authentic and caring for people. Um once you bring that money you know the dollar dollar signs into play it becomes more complex uh, also in this region uh, we have the public sector private sector right and honestly they compete for talent and they and they compete for talent by providing a healthier work environment mm-hmm. uh, but in summary of what i was saying is if 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 your focus is financial to maximize profits sometimes people are left behind sometimes you neglect people um and that's what i'm saying it's easier in this region to do the right thing because um companies especially in the gulf region i would say they're more financially comfortable uh their uh, profits are there it's growing region is uh, probably the fastest growing region in the world right um, and we're not really corrupted by money as much i would say there is there we do have those stories of course but uh, and also we have also the challenges of those c- countries that are not uh, uh rich countries right yeah. that you it's a different work environment um that people are really worried about having a job uh not even worried about uh, having a barista or coffee right yeah. <laughs> Having a job is a is a privilege in some countries. And we have to look at that as well.
1: If I can just ask one last quick follow-up. Um, of all the regions that you work in, what what are some of the hottest regions that if you were to say to your daughter who's graduating, who's like, Oh, I want to go look at opportunities in other countries, what would be some of the spots you would recommend young people take a look at?
2: That's a funny question because my st- my my 20 year old son safe. uh he's studying uh mechanical engineer in uh in C state and we're talking about jobs and job market and i told him why don't you come uh, to saudi right and work for x company and the x company that i used to work for uh in the oil industry and he uh because it's it's honestly it is a healthy environment here. It's a great place to raise your kids. It's uh, as, as, again it's comfortable, uh, a little hot, but other <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I was telling so his response was is is he's like I want I don't want to work in the oil industry. I want to work in a uh, I would say in a more c- conscious or uh, environmentally conscious uh, company. I was like, mm, however, this organization that we that that is right is an energy company. But did you know that they have they just recently acquired a, another company that is that's that's that works in uh, alternative energy? Right, is diversifying its portfolio. So it's not all bad, right? So so some of the things, yes, the Middle East is a hot market. Um, I do encourage uh people to come here uh it's safe uh in most countries it's safe it's a great place to raise a family um if you can handle the heat (laughs) (laughs) Uh, here i love it because we uh it's uh we meet i meet new people almost every day uh i'm doing what i love and uh it's uh and it's really accepted in this in this market so awesome. uh, work in other parts of the world europe is wonderful right uh the us is great also it's home so <laughs> uh, but i would say if, if somebody's looking for something different something uh, something where they can uh step back and think about their own well-being their future their and uh, grow wealth as well at the same time i think it's, it's a great place to be well, here.
1: I know that I have a lot of friends who had graduates come home from college and they're home for the summer looking for a job. So I'm going to play this podcast for all of them and say, have you looked, <laughs> have you looked to these other markets? Because it, it, you know, they're looking for talent the same way that, that we're looking for talent here. So this was a great, wonderful conversation. Thank you so much. You. Yes, i Thank you so much
0: for your time and for your great ideas. That was really interesting. So really appreciate your your participation today.
2: Thank you. Uh, I loved having this conversation. Thank you for having me and uh, looking forward to listen to the podcast myself.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you.
2: We hope you've
1: enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to hear future episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Happy at Work podcast and leave us a review with your thoughts. Are you interested in speaking on a future episode or want to collaborate with us? Let us know. You can send us an email at admin at happyatworkpodcast.com.
0: And lastly, follow us on LinkedIn or Twitter for even more happiness. See you soon.